Dear, dear songwriter, energy flow is important, I suppose, in life, <laughs> in general, and of course, with songwriting as well. But how we manage and harness that energy throughout a song is what creates this flow. And without the right flow, perhaps, it can make or break your listeners' overall sonic experience. So, in this episode, I'm going to be discussing why it's important to, and actually what even that means, energy flow, as it relates to songwriting, why it's important, and how we can implement that into our songs. And for some reference, I'll be using Google Dolls' timeless hit, Iris, as an example. I almost went with Slide, but decided to do Iris instead. My name is Connor Frost. I'm a professional songwriting mentor who's helped hundreds of songwriters now to write their first collection of songs. And this is Dear Songwriter, the podcast to help you confidently write and release your music so that you can live your most musical and creative life. Let's get into it. Okay, as always, welcome. It is on the day of recording. This is Labor Day. You will be hearing this after Labor Day, but happy Labor Day. Hope you had a good Labor Day. For those of you who observe, I had this weird like 24-hour, I guess, flu. It was very strange. It was literally just for 24 hours. I had these like aches and chills, and now I'm totally fine. I'm going to lay low today, but it was very weird. Typically, when I go down with the flu or COVID, it's like a few days. But yeah, this was just like 24 hours. But anyways, not complaining. Didn't know if I would get to this podcast episode, but I am feeling good. So going to move forward. So today, I'm going to be talking about energy flow, as I said in the intro, and going to be getting into Goo Goo Dolls' song, Iris. The reason for that is the other night with my Songwriter Accelerator students, we did this 90s pop music song analysis listening party workshop. And one of the songs naturally that we chose from the 90s was Iris. How could you not? And as I was listening and as we were discussing it, I was thinking to myself that this would be a good song to, to discuss, to dive into, because there's a lot of interesting things going on in what is really a beautiful, beautifully simple song. And so in the context of, of all of this decided to talk about energy flow, which is, I will say, is, is not inherently a technically, uh, technically a songwriting thing, perhaps, but perhaps it, perhaps it more has to do with performance and production. But I do think understanding it can better inform your songwriting, which is why I want to get into it. Okay, so first thing I want to do is talk about the difference between energy flow and contrast. Now, if you are new to the podcast, last week, if you look in your feed, you'll see an episode that I did with my colleague, Julie Lavery, on contrast. So what I would suggest is that after this episode, perhaps go back to the, pre to the previous week's episode and listen to the episode on contrast, because I think that's going to provide even more insight and make this make sense even more, right? So I want to discuss the difference between energy flow and contrast. So contrast, as we discussed last week, 
is the literal change related to melody, lyrics, and chord progressions, right? So as an example, right, a high, long note melodies for your chorus, and then with your verse, lower notes, shorter notes, right? That's a, that's a clear cut and dry example of what contrast might be melodically speaking, right? Energy, I think, is taking those literal changes, right? Those literal qualities that we're talking about, energy flow rather, is taking those literal qualities and adding elements to it. And those elements, in my opinion, include like vibe, mood, texture, volume, and dynamics, okay? And I think we do this through performance as well as production, okay? So this is why in the beginning I was saying this this maybe isn't inherently a songwriting element, but I think it's important to recognize, okay? So let me give you an example of, of the differences between these two and, and also how they're related, right? So clearly there's a relationship between the two, right? I don't think you can get proper energy flow without good contrast, okay? So an example, like I was saying before, so maybe the verse contains lower, shorter notes, whereas the chorus contains higher, longer notes, okay? So that would be an example of melodic contrast. So energy flow, if we add energy to the mix, into the mix here, perhaps the verse that has those lower, shorter notes, maybe it contains more of like a somber mood, right? Maybe the words aren't articulated as, as well, you know, more of a, a sad setting. Perhaps it's a softer vocal performance. Maybe it's a classic kind of like down, down, up, up, down strumming pattern for the guitarists out there. And then as we go towards the end of the verse, perhaps the, the melody starts to rise a little bit. Maybe in terms of the dynamics of the voice, we get a little bit louder, right? Maybe the strumming changes to down, up, down, up, right? Before hitting the chorus with a loud, long note, a loud belt, and maybe the strumming changes to all downstrokes, right? So adding, once again, elements of performance as well as production to, to all of this, right, to create this energy flow. So the flow, based on what I described right there, went from lower energy to a rising energy towards the end of that verse into a high energy of the chorus, right? So this is just an example of, of what I mean when I'm talking about energy flow as it also relates to contrast, okay? So hopefully that's clear. What I'm going to do now is we're going to talk about Goo Goo Doll's song, Iris, some terms I'm going to be using here as it relates to energy are low, as in like low energy, right? Kind of perhaps like I was talking, talking about before, you know, softer, just, just lower, just lower energy, right? Rising energy, falling energy, right? High energy, release, and tension. Okay, so once again, the terms I'm going to be using, low, rising, falling high release tension. Okay, so let's take this song, Iris. And if you haven't heard this song or if you haven't heard it in a while, I'll be honest, it had been a long time since I'd listened to it, then definitely after this episode, or maybe if you want to even pause this episode right now, go ahead and listen to this song. Or could take it a step further if you're really digging into this episode right now, have that song queued up and you can kind of stop and start as I'm going through this, just so you're following along. That actually might be the best, the best option here. 
Okay, so the intro of the song starts with just guitar. There's no drums yet. So I would I would call that low energy, right? Now it's, you know, sometimes you you might not necessarily understand the the total flow of the energy of the song until after the fact, right? But for all intents and purposes, right? Low energy to kind of start the song. And the verse kind of stays low, right? Maybe there's a little bit of rise in the energy because we enter the drums, but in general it's lower notes, not singing super loudly, right? The the vibe of it, the mood of it definitely feels more like low energy, especially if you tie it to the lyrics. It definitely has a feeling of being a little bit more somber, right? So verse one, low energy, lower energy at least, okay? As we get into verse two, right? So verse one kind of rolls into verse two. I guess you could argue that's one large verse. Doesn't really matter. If you listen, you'll know exactly where that might happen, right? Verse two, we'll call it for now, a little bit of rising energy there. I would say still stays low, but this is where the strings enter, right? And as those strings enter there, we definitely start to feel a little bit of shift in energy, like maybe we're working towards something, right? Now, this song has no pre-chorus, right? It goes right into the chorus after this verse two, and I would say the chorus is definitely high energy, right? His voice shoots up the octave, right? Drums are seemingly, you know, hit a little bit harder, right? Strumming of the guitar is a little bit different, less sort of like finger picky, a little bit more just open strumming, right? So we definitely shoot into this like high energy chorus, especially when we contrast that, when we when we put that against the verse, verse one and verse two, okay? So high energy in the chorus, Right. And then we go into a little bit of an interlude here, an interlude meaning the instrumental section between the chorus and the next verse. And in that interlude, I feel what we call falling energy. Right. And you can actually hear it a little bit in like the guitar parts. Those notes are it, it feels like they are actually descending. Right. So we have this this feeling of falling energy. You could even say maybe at the end of that chorus, there's a bit of a release there. You know, we've re we've we've entered this high point. We have this release. And then in the interlude, we sort of fall back down to then go into verse three, which is definitely more like low energy. Once again, I would say the energy almost feels identical to the verse one energy. Right. So this is notable, right, because, you know, there are definitely certain songs that are a gradual build in energy from start to finish. This definitely goes through some hills and valleys, as you'll you'll start to see here. OK, verse three is super interesting to me, right, because I think he could have definitely made the decision or the band could have definitely made the decision to have kind of back to back verses there like they did in the beginning, but they didn't. Hey, songwriter, real quick, I want to let you know that I am looking to listen to your songs and give you some feedback. So if you're interested in some free feedback from me, go to connorfrost.com, C-O-N-N-O-R, Frost, F-R-O-S-T, dot com, slash, free song consult. You'll send me your tune, your unfinished song. It is an unfinished song consult. Send me your unfinished song. I'll take a listen. I'll let you know what I think of it, where uh, maybe you could improve some things you could work on, what is working, and a step-by-step -step process into how I believe you could finish it. So, once again, hit that link, connorfrost.com slash free song consult, and I'm looking forward to hearing your tunes. Okay, thanks. Back to the show. 
So verse three, basically, I think there's like three lines that he sings before getting to the end of verse three, where there's a clear jump in the vocal. He goes the octave the octave up, right? And in singing that melody an octave up, there is a feeling of sense of like that, like the energy is rising there a little bit, right? Nothing really changes much in the production, but he does shoot up there. And so for me, at least, it gives a feeling of rising and also a little bit of a feeling of abruptness. Like I was saying, and this is something we discussed in our workshop the other night with my students is I, I think he totally could have kept going there, right? But that abrupt nature of just going up the octave definitely catches you off guard a little bit and I think is really cool. So once again, we're propelled into the chorus, which is high energy once again, I would say pretty identical to that first chorus. But then what changes as we go into the interlude after that second chorus is instead of falling, I would say that energy stays high, right? It stays high. There isn't the, really this feeling that we're descending. I don't really feel like there's much of a release there. It stays high there, and it's because we go into the bridge section, which I would argue is possibly the most memorable part of this song, and it was definitely something that a lot of us were talking about in our workshop together the other night. But I think it's because you know we want to keep that energy up as we go into the bridge, because the bridge is lengthy. There's no vocals whatsoever but we stay high and we continue going upwards throughout the bridge, right? So if you listen to the bridge, it definitely continues to rise throughout in terms of the energy. We build, we build tension as the bridge continues forward. There's some syncopation, which adds to this feeling of tension. And it's an overall just gradual build all the way to the end of the bridge where we feel this release, right? The drums stop playing. We start to hear those twinkling, twink, twinkly, guitar, <laughs> twinkly guitars once again, similar to what we heard in previous interlude. And we feel the sense of release in what I'm calling kind of a post bridge, right? We, we, we have this feeling of release and then it feels like we start to fall in energy a little bit, right? And then as we're falling, there isn't much of a rise, right? Because we just kind of like, propel ourselves back into a high energy chorus, right? And at the end of the song, there's actually two choruses and then a chorus tag, which I'll talk about in a second. But as we go back into that chorus, it's high energy. And then there's a, a brief, a very brief interlude between the final, final chorus one and final chorus two. And in that interlude, a little bit of a rising energy there. And you'll hear it if you listen to it again. And that final chorus, like uh, definitely, definitely a higher energy there. At least that's what I'm feeling, right? And, and keep in mind, this is up to interpretation, but I feel sort of one of the most high energy moments is that final chorus, right? And then we go into a chorus tag at the end where he repeats, I just want you to know who I am. I think he repeats it twice. And so I think that repetition creates tension. That repetition creates tension. Maybe we're not sure where he's going to go. You know, the first time listening creates that feeling of tension before we finally get this release, which leads us into the outro, which is a falling outro, right? So a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Again, that's my interpretation of the energy flow. I would imagine that perhaps other people might have different interpretations, right? And that's the beauty of songwriting. But I think the, the general idea is that 
there is an energy flow, right? And so something to consider as you, you know, write your next song. So that's a good segue into my next point, which is how can we implement this for our own songwriting, right? So it's one thing to be able to analyze someone else's song. How, how does this actually help our songwriting, right? And so the first thing I would say is, is just being aware that energy flow is a thing, whether that's something you achieve in the songwriting process, it probably won't be because it'll take some, you know, more production to kind of get there, right? But whether that's something you implement earlier on or something you consider early on, earlier on, excuse me, or something after the fact, regardless, it's something, something that we can implement, right? So how can we implement this, right? So I believe step one is to write the song while considering contrast first and foremost, right? Because I think achieving the literal contrast, like I talked about in the last episode with Julie, and like I talked about briefly at the beginning of this episode, I think getting that contrast melodically in terms of your chord progressions, in terms of your lyrics, I think that's important just in terms of the core of the song, right? But also considering energy flow, right? Knowing that there are going to be lower energy moments, that there are going to be higher energy moments, that might help inform some of your melodies. It might help inform some of your lyrical decisions, right? So just even being aware of it as you're going through, I think can be helpful, right? I think step two is after you've written kind of that first draft of the song, go back into your song and maybe determine where some of those like high energy moments are, right? Because I think songs are, are, are songs involve multiple high moments that can really define the song, right? And so in Goo Goo Doll's song, I think the choruses are def definitely contain some high moments as well as that bridge like I was talking about, right? And so from those high moments, you can kind of create an energy map, right? Figure out how you're going to go into those high moments, how you're going to come out of those, and maybe map out what an energy, what the energy flow of your song might look like. And that could be based off what you already have, or maybe you create that map and then you decide, okay, I need to go back and maybe change some of these melodies, maybe change some of these lyrics, right? Based on the map that you created, depending on the flow that flow of energy that you're going for, right? And then step three, for those songwriters like myself, my, like myself who don't typically produce their own work, typically find producers to outsource that part of the process, I would say make sure that you're able to effectively communicate how you want to go about the energy flow of your song, what you want that to look like, what you want that to sound like, be able to effectively communicate that, right? So like what I mean, for example, is like, let's say, you know, you were in this Goo Goo Doll session and you were, you know, you were one of the songwriters, right? And you knew that you wanted those twink, those twinkly guitars in the interlude, but you yourself couldn't play them, right? Maybe you're not the best guitarist, right? And so being able to say, okay, I know that I want a release intention there. I know that I want some falling energy there. Why don't we try something with the guitar there, right? So be able to effectively communicate what you want the energy flow to, to look like, to sound like, is definitely something that's going to be important as you go into the production stages. Okay, so there you have it. There is a little bit of a synopsis of what, you know, what, what energy flow is, why it's important, how we can use it, and so hopefully this has been helpful. I will be back next week. Happy writing. Let's make it a great month. Thanks, y'all.